0: I don't do minor agreements, and either do you. Minor agreements suck. They're worthless. Want to know why? Listen up. Hey, it's Brad Gross coming at you with another technology broadcast. If you're a service provider and you want to learn some things, give me a few minutes. You're going to learn a lot. Hey everyone, welcome back to another technology broadcast. I don't know why I said it that way. Maybe it's because Halloween is coming. I don't know. Today we're going to be talking about major agreements and why your company needs to have a major agreement and nothing else. So I often get calls from potential clients that that ask me things like, uh, you know, we're a small MSP operating out of small town USA and we're just looking for a short contract. We don't need a major agreement. They always say that. We don't need a major agreement. Just something that covers our liabilities. Can you help? My response? Always the same. Nope. I only do major agreements. And that's the only type of agreement that your company should be using. Now, at that point, the client usually says something like, well... Our customers don't like to sign major agreements as if they have some special customer, right? Their customer is different than any other customer anywhere else in the country. At that point, I'll usually respond with, look, do what you have to do to get them to sign the agreement. Give them a hug. Give them a puppy. Just make sure they sign it and make sure it is a major solid agreement at that point. Either the potential customer retains me or he'll say something like, eh, I'll think about it, and then I never hear from that person again. And you know what? If I don't hear from that person again, then that person is just dumb. And according to Darwin, uh, that person should not last very long in the MSP business. So it usually will result in that person staying with their small agreement, right, or no agreement. Maybe they have a bunch of purchase orders with a a few lines of text and they think that's their agreement. And then they get into a dispute with a client and then they have no protection and then they lose their financial ass and then they close up shop and end up joining their brother's butcher shop or a laundromat or something like that. I don't like to see that happen. I mean, that's that's not a happy story, but it goes to the heart of... The difference between a major agreement and every other type of agreement. Let me tell you what I mean. I'm gonna start by dispensing with a few misconceptions. First, there really isn't such a thing as a major agreement versus a so-called minor agreement. All MSP agreements are major agreements. Think of it this way. If it's worth putting on paper in the first place, then it's a major agreement. It needs to be handled accordingly. Why put it on paper if it's, you know, nothing, if it's not something you have to worry about? If you're writing it down, if you're putting it on paper, it's a major agreement. You handle it like a major agreement. Second, a short contract. These one or two pagers, they're not always a good thing. In fact, it's usually a bad thing because short agreements usually exclude the types of provisions that would otherwise protect you your MSP, from the realities of the managed service industry. Now, I see contractual shortcuts all the time. I see them taken all the time by other firms, by other people, usually just for the sake of brevity. And those shortcuts virtually always lead to disastrous results. Let me give you an example. One provision that often ends up, you know, on the cutting room floor is the so-called attorney's fees provision. That's the provision that says if a party is required to sue to enforce the agreement, then the prevailing party is entitled to an award of its attorney's fees and its costs. Now, if you exclude that provision, how many lines of text are you saving? Like two, right? Two, maybe three? Good for you. Hooray. But you know what? You're going to lose far more than you have gained, okay? You will lose your ability to get your attorney's fees back, in in cases in which you are the clear-cut winner of litigation. I mean, you could spend tens of thousands of dollars in lawyer's fees, and you win. And you know what you get? You just get what you were suing for. You don't recover your attorney's fees. You could recover a few thousand dollars from your non-paying client, but you've paid your attorney tens of thousands. Is that what you want? All for the sake of saving three lines of text? You know, you lose in the long run attorneys win but you lose now another thing let's talk about liability language everybody is scared to put in these limitations of liability they think that they're going to freak their customers out i understand there is no warm and fuzzy way to cover limitation of liability I mean, nobody reads a limitation of liability paragraph and then feels all good and warm and fuzzy and, you know, it feels like Christmas morning. It's not like that. Either you cover your MSP's liabilities by specifically describing the liabilities and then describing how you're going to limit them, or you don't. There's no middle ground. Don't do it in a way that tries to make everyone happy and feel all friendly about it. Just say it specifically. No middle ground. You either say it, or you do not say it. It's not easy to be brief when it comes to this stuff. And if you try to be, you probably end up with short but totally unenforceable limiting language. Let me give you an example of that. If you want to limit your MSP's liability for negligence, and you know, who doesn't, right? Then you need to explicitly say that in your master service agreement. You actually need to say, you need to acknowledge that negligence is a potential cause of action and it is being waived. You want to save space? Try eliminating references to that particular cause of action, like negligence, and then see what happens, you know, if you end up in court. Here's a hint. For the few words that you've saved by taking out the word negligence, your MSP, responsible for negligence and you could say well we're not liable for all causes of action including like breach of contract and tort if you don't say negligence the negligence is not excluded right so you've saved three four five words but now you have a major liability stop trying to make everyone happy stop trying to make everyone feel great about these, these these paragraphs and just get it done here's the deal Your MSP needs to implement the same strategy that the nation's largest technology solution providers are implementing in their service agreements. Specifically, your MSP needs a master service agreement that protects it from liability and manages your customer's expectations. And this is done only through a comprehensive major agreement that's written in plain language and that acknowledges the following truisms, okay? I'm going to call them truisms. One, your clients and you are friends until you're not. And when you're not, you're going to wish you had a comprehensive agreement in place. Boy, are you going to wish. Truism two, if your agreement doesn't cover an issue, if it doesn't cover something, then your client will interpret that issue in the, in the manner most favorable to the client, right? They're not going to say, oh, well, this is an ambiguity. I guess we'll interpret it in favor of the company. That's never happened. Make sure ambiguities are eliminated by doing a major agreement. Three, you're going to mess something up. Everyone messes something up. And when you do, well, think about what I said as truism number one. You're going to wish you had a major agreement in place. Truism number four, your client isn't always going to listen to you. In fact, I can tell you, often your client won't listen to you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? At that point, you're going to wish you had a major agreement in place that considered situations where your client doesn't listen to you. Truism number five, everything ends, and the transition probably won't be easy. So you're going to plan for the best, be prepared for the worst, and make sure your agreement covers transition, the end, right? And we've done technology broadcasts on transition services. Take a look back at some earlier episodes. You'll see them in there. But the point is, these types of things are done in what we call major agreements. They're not in minor agreements. They're not short contracts. These are the truisms. These are the things that impact your MSP on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Be prepared for them. Don't be scared of a four or five page master service agreement. You should be scared of a one or two page master service agreement because it probably doesn't cover you the way you think it does. The master service agreement that I'm talking about here, it might be slightly longer than you'd like, but it's going to protect your butt, your business. It's going to manage your customers' expectations. And you know what? You're going to sleep better at night. You're going to sleep better. And isn't that what we're talking about here? Isn't that what we're doing this for? It's going to provide your company with a high degree of credibility because your customers are going to look and they're going to say, oh, wow, these guys gave me a significant, you know, a serious contract. They take issues of liability and customer expectations and privacy and realities seriously. That's the kind of thing that you want your customers to think about. Right? So you could give them like a one or two page document and then they say, oh great, these guys are so easy to work with and all hell is going to break loose when something goes wrong. Or you could give them a longer contract, a major agreement, right, a major one that covers realities, protects both sides, manages both sides' expectations, and you're going to have your customer walking away saying, okay, these guys are the real deal. They obviously have lawyers on their side and looks good. I know what I'm talking about. I've been doing this now about 19 years just in the service industry. Listen, you do major agreements. You don't settle for minor agreements. You don't give minor or short agreements. Protect your butt. Don't pay the lawyers to protect your butt from an ambiguous or a vague agreement. If you have any questions about this, if you want to talk about your MSA, you know what to do give us a call 954-217-6225 954-217-6225 or email us at info at bradleygross.com i'll tell you all about this stuff if you want to chat with me we'd love to hear from you thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next technology broadcast